All right, everybody, Vinny Fisher back here with another episode of Total CEO. Hey, listen, I want to talk to you about something that matters the most. If you think your company is going to grow and magically just get there and you aren't focused on the dynamic of your people and team, then you're not going to get there. I'm sorry to be the one disappointing you, but the number two factor of why businesses do not succeed is because their team is misaligned. And so I'm excited today to have someone on the show who we are going to talk all about this. And, and so Karen Vlenchek, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm thrilled to be here, Vinny. So Thank Karen, you. did I say your name correctly, the last name? It was, it's Valensic. Valensic, of course it is, right? Why not yeah. get my little Eastern European in there? Get rid of those yeah. S's. Get well, rid of, make them. If all we right. were really talking Eastern European, it'd be something like Valensic. Valensic, right. Yeah. <laughs> Valenchik. Yeah, it, I say Valensik. That's what. That's, that's how I pronounced it, isn't it? You said Valenchik. I did, didn't I? What did you just say? Sick. Sick. Oh, sick. 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 Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> so there we go. We got it right. I'm a big kind of like word guy. As a lawyer in me, I can't help myself. I, I can't listen to a show where someone's pronouncing my name the wrong whole time. So, okay. Valensik. Just call okay. me Karen. Call me Karen. Well, Valencic. We're going with Valencic. That's okay, all right. Okay. Just kidding. Okay. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> so, Karen, your whole thing, you know, uh, I want to talk a little bit about who you are, why people should listen to the show, but we're going to talk about this idea of mastering conflict today. And so before we go any farther, you know, we're here we are on a live show. I want to let everyone know quickly how we can find you. And the best way, and everybody, you'll hear it in the comments, is spiralimpact.com is the name of your company. Spiral Impact? Yep. Right? And, Karen, we, and if they want to find you, they just go to Karen at spiralimpact.com. Right? I got it. That's right, cool. simple. So yep. what I love to do on our show, you know, you're listening to your people who are watching us or listening to us, busy leaders in businesses. They're, we're helping them with some master item that's a yeah. big deal in the growth and scale of their company. And so why I'm excited to have you on Total CEO is this idea of mastering conflict. So could you tell a little 40,000 foot view to the audience of, of Karen and Spiral Impact? Sure. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take us back a little bit. Okay, cool. Why do I even do this? this? This is kind of an important thing. And I have a tremendous passion for what I do. Okay. Well, I'm glad why? to hear that because it's unlikely to go any farther unless yeah. the person who has the magic has a passion right. into it. And I'll tell you, Karen, I can't tell you how many people will come on and they do something, they're good at it, and they lack joy and passion. Oh, I, I, I love what I do. That's awesome. And I tell you, when people say, what is it that you love about? I love when I can work with someone and they look at me like, oh, because I think people, people work too hard and they struggle too hard at, at, at conflict and people stuff. And, and it's not, as I was saying to you earlier, it's, the concepts are simple. They're not necessarily easy. But when people kind of get into a groove and understand that, um, it's, it's very exciting. And I'll tell you, my background, I'm an engineer by education. You're an attorney. I'm an engineer. And hey, listen, I don't was, be picking on me. You got uh, your own issues to deal with. Here. Right. I know. I know. And I'm, I'm actually, I really love being an engineer. But okay. I was one of the very first engineers at a division of General Motors. And, and I found back then, I really had a difficult time. You know, engineers are kind of hard to deal with a lot of times. And I'll, I can you know say, say it's actually the hardest part of my law practice. I always knew when I was dealing yeah. with an engineer because I didn't have the outline outlined enough and I wasn't completely prepared for the meeting. Right. Engineers, so I tell you, it's a hammer, there's a nail. I get it. Right, 
Right. Well, you, that's interesting. You said that, and I'm going to come back to that hammer and nail thing yes. in a minute. But, but anyway, I realized very quickly that I didn't have the skills to mm. to be able to negotiate the differences and really get my my voice heard. And I and I'm going to say I I loved what I did, and I sometimes miss that type of work. But yeah. I actually went into this work as my own need to learn how do I deal with conflict when um, you know I I. You know, I'm not in a power position, which most of the time I'm not. So. All right, so let me stop you right there because okay. I think every, you've got everyone's attention. This whole yeah. thing. Let me ask you a question: Why, um, why are every, why is everyone so out of their mind? Of, uh, there's two things I believe. One, okay. people actually think they're generally good at conflict; they lie to themselves. And two, <laughs> everyone is out of their mind afraid of conflict. Yeah. Why? Well, and, well, why? Well, you know, what I like to say is because they don't understand it. Hmm. I think people really misunderstand conflict. And what most people think of when they think of conflict is, is dis, dysfunctional conflict. We look at the world around us. I like that. Dysfunctional conflict. Yeah. And I, 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 what I do is I help people understand conflict in a way so that they can recognize when a conflict occurs and they can immediately shift it so it becomes innovative. You know, it's funny. And my business partner who uh, runs one of our brands, Fully Accountable, the poster in the back there, sure. Chris, I'm calling him out on the show. He yeah. is allergic to conflict. And he is totally going to have to watch this show because... Well, yeah. Well, and uh, I tell you, you're the total CEO. And yeah. I think one of the things that, that CEOs in particular, when you're, when you're a leader of an organization, you can avoid it. And what happens yeah, though, can. it's, it's, and I've got a thing on my website that's called conflict is like water and the other title. Oh, I like that. Slow down. So listen, everybody who might've caught up late, this is Karen from Spiral Impact. You can find her at spiralimpact.com. And on there you have conflict is like water. Is that what you just conflict said? Conflict is like water. On my homepage, if you scroll down, there's a slide that I narrate and it shows, you know, conflict is like a, a river. I mean, if you look at the beauty in our nature, it's all created through conflict. And then I started thinking about how do I tell organizations how much conflict is costing them? Hmm. And I put together a thing. How much is it costing them? Well, billions. It costs them billions. And, and have you I, ever actually looked at it? Like, have you been able to find any benchmarks or statistics that, like, so for example, 34% of businesses close because of lack of cash flow, right? It's like a thing that small business administrator checks. Has there been any like, good benchmarking as to, like, like, you know, if you hire the wrong person, you could blow a year of salary just well, by hiring the wrong person. I think it's more than a year of salary. It's, it's, like, it's like double their salary. Yeah, it's like two it's, times their first yeah, year salary. Like, I yeah. just was trying to take the pain off because, like, you know, every time I hire wrong, right? But, right. yeah, it's, it's, you're right. It is that. So is there anything like that of where conflict costs people well, money? Do you know, I think that the, another place... Another place that you can figure that out is if you look at Gallup's research, uh -huh. people believe, well, their, their research shows that only 35 people are really engaged in their work. 35? Only 35. So what's the other 65% doing? You know, they're not engaged. And to me, that's probably because there's some conflict in terms of whether they're there or purpose, whether they've got issues going on with other people. But if you've got 65% of your organization that's not fully engaged in their work. I mean, that's like having people show up and, and, and they're, you're only getting 35 cents on the dollar. This right? is like one of my favorite stats of the yeah. day. So you just said that yeah. was a Gallup poll? 
Gallup poll, if you go back, to, if you go to Gallup and look up their employee engagement, and it's, it's really fascinating. And oh, it, my gosh. It, so 35% of the people at any, given, at any given day, any given hour, are really the engaged one in the organization. Right, right. Wow. What right. have you found? Let's, let's stop right now. Dysfunctional okay. conflict. Okay. Okay. Let's go ahead. I love to feed people along the way because you're okay. a rock star. You're like one of my favorite people today. Oh, thanks. I love it. <laughs> I love your smile. I love your energy. And by the way, if you want to find Karen, you can, she's in good old Indianapolis, Indiana, but you can just go to Karen at spiralimpact.com. You can find her there. Dysfunctional yep. conflict. Karen, so let's, let's, let's stop yep. and, and feed everybody for a second. So okay. if there was one thing you would have somebody do to assess the temperature of the conflict in their office, what would you do? Oh, Wow. I would say that what is the free-flowing idea sharing amongst your people? Uh, talk to me. What do you mean by that? So, so you know, I, because I work in a, a, I've, I've worked with all kinds of different teams, and some of a, some of, and actually, I've had a, a group I've been re- working with recently, and they're very rigid. They don't yeah. offer. Are they a bunch of engineers all got together? Well, these aren't engineers. These, these, aren't, these are not engineers, actually, but they're, they're people that have been working in an environment in which they've been told what to do for a long time. So all micromanagement type of environment. Yeah, right. And so then when you ask them to try to problem solve, if they've got a problem, they give it to, they give it to their manager. And so one day I came into a group of managers I was, I was working, coaching with, and I brought this gigantic rock from my garden. <laughs> and I said to them, I said, what do you, why do you think I brought a rock? That was my Am I playing along here? I don't know. Yeah. Why did you bring a rock, Karen? Why did I, I bring really a rock? Think? Well, you know, and see, that's a, this, is, this is a really good, I'm, I'm modeling part of what I teach. Yeah, right. I'm asking a question. I'm not spoon feeding people. So I, my question was, and then I gave it to the director and I, and I said, what, what, when you hold that rock, what do you know? She says, it's really heavy. And I said, yeah. I said, so think about that. When you are managing your people, do they give you rocks mm. or are you giving them rocks? Because holding the rock is what builds strength and that's what builds engagement. And so if you've got a bunch of people that you have to spoon feed and tell what to do, I, I think, I think, because, you know, I'm not, I'm wanting people to engage in an in innovative conflict. So and I'm actually, when I think of like this functional conflict, I, uh-huh. it's funny. And by the way, God bless you for the job you do. Cause like, oh. this is not, <laughs> like, I don't think this is what we do. Right. Like, and so gosh, but I would think that there's a clinical component and I don't mean like a psychology component, but maybe so of yeah. where, you know, let's just pick on me for a second. Imagine okay. with my large team, if I've been, known for making statements of commitments that I haven't honored. Mm-hmm. If, if there's role confusion or I keep moving people around or we keep changing yeah. the vision of the company, I would yeah. think that there's some um, conflict that has to get rooted before we can start working on how to communicate better. Like, right. how do you, do you, do you walk into situations where we got to deal with getting some housekeeping cleaned up where Vinny's got to come and repent yes. before the people and like deal no. with that before we can have any growth? No, you know what? It's a, it's it's. I probably operate a little bit differently than most people would assume, and I know that to be true because of the just because of what people tell me. Okay. Um, I rarely go in when I have a dysfunctional team. Now I have had teams that they've asked me like two different departments that have to really engage together to really work together, where the, where things have broken down so much 
that people cry when they have to get together. I mean, we're talking really painful stuff. That is so- By the way, I know you work with hospitals and we had that here in Akron. And I don't know if you were involved in that, but we had the executive team and the emergency department literally wouldn't communicate with each other. So much they fired one of the teams and they almost have to have like an ombudsman in there just to communicate. Yeah, like kind of crap, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And, and you know, and, and the last thing in the world, and, and this is why people are afraid of conflict, Vinny, is because what people think that I'm going to do when they say, we're bringing in Karen, they think that I'm going to come in and we're going to have to put all that crap on the table and hash it out. Well, that's why I just never, asked you. It's like, how am I going to deal with I never, Esther, right? I never, ever do that. Hmm. It's totally ineffective. Because when you focus on the, the crap, it makes the crap bigger. And so what I do, and I'm going to share a story with you a, a few years ago. Okay. I was asked to come in and work with a, an, an, a couple of, actually it was an OR group and the sterile processing department. And so for your listeners, what that means is the OR group is obvious. It's the people in the operating room. And the sterile processing are the people that are in charge of the equipment. <laughs> all those instruments that yeah. you use and you know when they first asked me i thought how complicated could this be because a little tree of uh, instruments right you know that's so not what an or is like an or they have these huge baskets of all kinds of of equipment we're talking thousands of instruments that they use so anyway this group was one of those groups they, they just couldn't talk anymore and so i said well i'd be happy to work with them and so then they said, well, you know, you have a half hour on Friday, three o'clock, and it was Good Friday. And I'm, and I'm like, oh, great. That's right? a great slot. I'll yeah. take <laughs> and so am I going to turn down an opportunity like that? No way. So I said, sure. And I tell you, I probably prepared and sweated out a lot for that half hour because you know the shorter something is the the more more you I'll tell people you you can give a 30 minute speech go give a three minute one and see how it goes right 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 it's because you really have to get get really precise so so I went in and I all those people were in there and and you know you could cut the tension in the room with a knife but Mm. I asked everybody I said I told them I, I asked them I said how many of you have read a bicycle show of hands and they all raise their hands and then I said well when you ride a bicycle up a hill have you ever noticed it's easier to ride the bike up the hill when you're looking at the top of the hill hmm. or than at your pedals and and you know and that's something that most people don't think about unless you're a biker but when you start thinking about it it's like yeah so so, and I said, what I want to know is what- By the way, I think it's easier to ride the bike down the hill, but I'll just like say- Well, that's true. Well, it depends on how steep the hill is and your brakes, I think. Right. But, but, yeah. but yeah, but, but they so, could all agree at what yeah. the top of their hill is. And that's where I begin the focus. Gotcha. Now, now so then, you're actually, we need to get, what I hear you saying is we need to get you out of looking at the briar bushes and all the thorns. Right. Look at the goal and prize of why we're at this again. Yeah. Let's- where we need to deal with wounds and pains, we will, but we're not, let's not focus on those is what I hear you say. Right. That's not where, that's never where I began. And in a lot of times, and I tell you, so I, I, so that's where I began and that actually began a, a whole year process with that. All right, so hold on. Let's start, let's, let's back up there. Okay. I, I'm always promised to interrupt okay. in the middle and I should have warned you in the advance. But, okay. That's okay. Right. I love it. 
So mastering conflict, right? So right. more than I, we worry about where Karen's going to come in because the people who know they need you are just going to go to Karen at spiralimpact.com and they're yeah. gonna, their phone's going to ring, right? They're going to do that. Yeah. So like, here I am, I'm the CEO of a company and like, first off, I'm like, well, I think I'm decent at conflict, which is probably not true, but I think that <laughs> what, what's the one tip you would give somebody if all they've done is heard this like here's what i recommend you to do with your team if you if you really want to deal with mastering conflict in the office what would you tell them to do well i think you first have got to really learn what conflict is and that's where i always begin with people is i teach them what conflict is and actually i have a very so what simple, is it okay so take one hand and the other hand push them together okay feel that tension i feel that tension that's conflict. Okay. Or okay. two people, or two things are rubbing up against each other. Yes. Okay. Conflict by definition is to strike together. Now, my company and my process is called Spiral Impact. Now, where does that come in? So here we are, and there's a decision point here. All right. So two, we're pushing against each other. Yeah. So there's right. there's a decision point, and and if I keep pushing too long, too hard, or too fast, this is dysfunctional. Yeah, so if one side is stronger than the other, we're going to have a, a tipping over effect. Or we're, yeah. you know, By yeah. the way, just to keep your analogy along, yeah. that's like how earthquakes are caused, right? The right. tectonic plates, something's right. pushing the other one too much. Right. And, you know, as a CEO, this is a really important thing to recognize because the strongest person will win this. Oh, buddy. We talk about this all the time you know, in my office, how I have my strong personality. I know that might sound shocking to you. No. And... No to win a lot because of my uh, vociferous way. And so right, right. that's not always the win. No, it's not. Because what happens is, is that strongest person will win, but you know that other person may have the best idea that's gone. And you may just totally, what you train them to do is to shut up. Ah, yeah, so, uh, so true. All right, yeah. so, so spiral impact, what, what, what are we doing there? Okay, so now, so important. Okay, so now I want to kind of segue. I want to just... Do a little side thing here and say, you know, my work is grounded in a martial art. My martial art that I've practiced for 27, 28 years now is called Aikido. And Aikido is about position. It's not about force. And it's a, it's a beautiful art. I, I love practicing. So but don't I, run into Karen in an alley if you're not looking to get flipped over, guys. So be careful. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Right, right, right. So, or anywhere, not yeah, even anywhere. It could be anywhere. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of people say, well, I bet you could kick my butt. And that's kind of like, well, I could help you fall on yours. Yes. I can help you. I can help <laughs> you roll across the room. Right, 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 <laughs> right. So, so the spiral gets to be, so here I am. The first thing you got to recognize is when you've got conflict. Mm. Now, how for, do you recognize it? Like, I mean, well, it's I know that sounds so of a basic question, well, okay, but like so my business partner avoids it. So yeah. when I bring up that conflict exists, he's like, really? Like, almost like he's surprised. Like, it's like marriage. Like, you ask the wife, oh, my gosh, we need to work on more things. I've been married for 20 years. You ask me, like, everything's good. I don't know what she's talking about. Right, right. My business partner, I experienced this. I got to believe the other CEOs listening have the same thing with their two founders. One thinks there is some, and the other one doesn't think there is. So how do I even simply recognize conflict? I know that sounds so stupid of a question, okay. but. Well, no, it's not stupid at all. And I have certainly witnessed what you're talking about, Vinny, because 
and I have, I remember years ago when I first started this work, I was at some event and there was a couple and he was a CEO. I don't remember who it was. He had a really red face. Like he, he seemed like he had a lot of tension and his was wife, he working hard? Was it Christmas and he had just come down from a chimney or I anything? Or? I don't know, but his wife looked very, she had a very stressed face, look on her face. And someone introduced me to them and said, Karen is a specialist in conflict. And he looked at me and he says, I don't have any conflict. And I looked at them both and I thought, oh yeah, you do. And it's not going well. You just don't really know what you, what you got there. So because yeah, she probably wanted to say yes, but in that setting, she wasn't going to embarrass her husband or, you know, right. She's probably like, what are you talking about, boy? We got lots of conflicts. <laughs> right. Okay, so what do you do about that? Yeah. So, Vinny, in your case, or in the case of, because, you know. It just happened to me the other day at church. I'm sitting there and look over at my lovely bride, and she's got this look where she's looking at me. I'm like, what's up? She's like, something with us. I'm like, what? Oh. Like, what do I do? She's like, I don't know. You tell me. I'm like, I didn't even know there was a thing that we're talking about. Like, it, that's how unaware we can be of conflict. And I don't think it's a male-female thing. I think it's just oh, a lack of awareness. It is. Of how to identify conflict. Right. Well, you know, and I use, um, are you familiar with DISC? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I use DISC a lot. I think As that's- a pro- really- It's a profile thing for anyone else who's listening who's right. just a profile assessment of personalities. Right. And I, and I find what, I think the, the dominant, more dominant personalities tend to be more oblivious to conflict. Because Why would you call me out on my own show like that, Karen? Well, I didn't say Vinny. No, but but you know that. I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's so it's, true. Yeah, and and I think what happens, or you know, quite honestly, Karen, I might not be oblivious to it. I don't want to focus on it because I actually want to focus on the thing we need to be doing, and I don't want to give air to fire if I don't need. Uh-huh. Right. So it might not be that I'm a vo- I'm a no- I don't realize it. I don't want to give it a foothold. And so I don't think that's always the right way to deal with it, but I don't, I find myself trying to avoid it because I don't want to breathe air into the fire. Right. Well, and, and you know why, so, so kind of looking at, so give me an example of what a conflict would be that you'd have with your business partner. Would you be willing to do I, that? I'll be sure. I'm an open book here. What the heck? <laughs> I think a better conflict is uh, over our people. And, and, and if they see Chris and I, or even Rachel and I, because, mm-hmm. you know, with two brands, one's total team, the other one's fully accountable. And, you know, Rachel, let's just pick on Rachel and I, right? Okay. And so, you know, who's in charge, right? Yeah. Who ultimately is making the decisions? And she's mm-hmm. the queen bee. So yeah. she makes the decisions. Uh-huh. Um, but ultimately, the team knows I own the most of it. Right? And so they're like, well, is she really making the decision or is he really making the decision? And when we're, when we're launching something, they're like, whose is it? And so the conflict could become, wait a minute, what's my role? Who am I answering to? And am I allowed to speak up about this? And yeah. they can sometimes watch us interact and they're trying to play and navigate through that. And so have Rachel and I clearly communicated well enough to where everyone else can trust that, that we're either heading in the right direction or we've, um, we've, we've empowered them to have a, a critical voice on the team. Yeah. Is that a good enough example? Yeah, right. Well, so how much time do you spend listening? Listen, don't start talking to my wife <laughs> and then all of a sudden expect, like, yeah. uh, I would say I'm a better talker than I am a listener. Yeah, yeah. Well, and see, and that's, that's the thing because you know what happens is there's a lot of people that are not necessarily big talkers, they're, they're thinkers. Well, you know all this stuff. And I think the best thing we can do is really listen and, and really understand where people are coming from. All right, so what I heard here is the first thing someone can work on is shut the freak up. Right. And listen a little bit. Right. And, and not be so defensive. Yeah, well, yeah, right. 
and ask really great questions. Okay. So, so asking a question, what would make you feel more comfortable coming forth with ideas Do, or, and you know, open on a question. What, and, and because you know what, we train people to do things um, by our, our reaction to them. Well, I mean, be honest with you, Karen. I mean, my wife, if she comes over and I love Deb, we're best friends, right? But if she yeah. comes over and she puts her hand on my leg and says, Hey, I want to talk to you about something. I'm immediately like Alcatraz wall, wall, wall. Really? Cause I'm like, what do they do? Holy cow. I did something wrong. And I have to, I had to learn in our marriage to yeah. practice benefit of the doubt. She doesn't right. talk to me about something. She's not trying to kill me or crucify right. me. That right. is what you're talking about, right? Is right. Let my team speak to us in a way that yeah. allows for that um, conflict resolution. So I want to do a dramatic shift. Let's assume everyone's like, I right, fine, Karen, I get it. Conflict, conflict, conflict. How do you start resolving it? Well, so, you, so okay. So first you got to recognize you got it. Okay. Got it. Okay. So you know you got it. Yep. So, no, I, so when I work with people, I do a lot of things physical with them. So because I think that's how you learn. Because yeah, I, I don't want you coming here and wrestling me to the ground and pinning me in front of everybody. <laughs> I don't ever do that with clients unless right. you're in the dojo and you've signed All a right. waiver. All but, right. All right, cool. <laughs> so, but, but you know, but the whole idea of was when you feel this, so, yep. so Penny, where do you feel conflict in your body? When you're always my shoulders, where, 100% where of the time, my shoulders, shoulders. Okay. Okay. So that's your little, little key of mm. when you feel that tension just recognize, oh, wow, I have a conflict here. Mm. Now, Karen's told me when I feel that feeling, I should think spiral. Okay, I'm listening. Now, okay, now, well, earlier you mentioned a hammer and a nail. Yeah. Now, when I go speak to groups, and actually there's probably a video out me, of me out there somewhere that has me talking about spirals as opposed to the difference between force and power. Okay, so a hammer and a nail is it's it's force, you know. Yeah. It and, and does, it does one thing, right? Right, you know. It takes a lot of effort. If you miss your mark, you get hurt. I mean, it's but you know, a lot of us, a lot of people go through every day like this, you know. And it's kind of like the person that might have an issue. By the way, for our listeners, up, but they're afraid. <laughs> If they're listening and they're not watching, what she's doing is swinging a hammer. In case I'm swinging a hammer, although I don't have a hammer. I, I wasn't sure we would publish this video, so I didn't bring my hammer, but I could go get one. I, I always keep a yeah, hammer. Yeah, I like the visit. It's good. It's good. The only no, thing that would make it better is if one of my teammates gave you a little vid a head vi of Vinny and you were just whacking him with yeah, it. Yeah, that would be fun. That, that would be fun. fun. See, yeah. Yeah, okay, so good. Not the opposite of that, but you know, if my, if my job is to connect boards, you know, the other common layman option is to use a screw and a screwdriver. Now think about it. As you insert that screw, there's a little bit of force. There's a connection. And then you rotate. It's easy. It's stable. Yeah. And it's a very, it's a whole, it's a process. And so we think we can hammer something and it's faster. But the fact is, is when we do that spiral and you think about spirals, they're everywhere in the world um, and their power. You know, I'm an engineer you know, how do you generate electricity? It's through rotation. It's not mm. through straight line stuff. So, so, so there's a spiral motion. I really I, like this advice for, listen, everybody, uh, yeah. in case you're missing it, what she's saying to you is that the impact of spiraling into a conflict is what's going to allow you to have long-term strength 
in communication, right. relationship. Karen, that's like rock star stuff of like, right. if you're listening, this is Karen from Spiral Impact. Yeah. Nice name. I like it, Karen. Thank you. Um, it, you know it's, exactly. It's, it probably people, unless they know you, don't really know what that means. But how cool is that? And so well, if you are somebody who is struggling with being able to understand how to effectively manage conflict, go check out Karen's stuff yeah. over at Spiral Impact because it's really yeah. cool. And what yeah. we're talking about specifically right now is the application of having a spiral mindset in managing conflict. Karen, this is awesome. So yeah. I'm a spiral practicer. I'm now a disciple. My team's oh. like, wow, something's different about Vinny. He's listening. This is cool. What well, kind of result are we hoping to start seeing? Okay. So, so, so thinking about spiral, now I have to tell you, I'd been working in conflict resolution for 15 years when this idea of spiral impact came to me. And it was when I was practicing Aikido one night and I started thinking about hmm. what do people want? It, and, you know, I always get my greatest ideas when I'm, when I'm doing something physical. And I thought when you're people, burying some guy's head in the mat and you're like, yeah, all right, excellent. All of that, all of that. <laughs> and, I, and I thought, what do you need to do? You know, everybody wants to do what they love and do it with some form of ease and grace, right? Would you say that's true? I think it's totally true. Yeah. And what do you need to do that? Well, you got to have knowledge. Yep. You got to have focused energy. You got to have intention and you got to have support. And so my model is built around those four things. And so, so when I say this is a simple, this is simple and, and it's not necessarily easy because it takes self-discipline. So, so I'm going to go back to your, because I think a lot of people can, we, we can put this into a, phys, into a business relationship, but let's talk about your, your, your wife saying she wants to talk to you. So you've got yeah. that tension, you feel that tension. Yep. And now thinking about the fact is, you know, the knowledge piece is to turn your statements into questions, acknowledgements, or both. Simple. So, so um, intention. What's your intention in your relationship? Darlin, I, I so love you. Let's talk because I really want to feel closer to you. That's my intent. You know, I mean. By the way, that might be her intent. A lot of times, depending on where I'm, I'm just trying not to get in trouble. Yeah. Right. I know that sounds really messed up, but I want to be real for a second, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. a lot of times I'm looking like to not upset somebody else because I'm so self-consumed with what, what I'm up to. I want to make well, sure so, I... But, but, but what's your intent in the relationship? Oh, I wanted, I really do ultimately at this point, I figured out that we are friends. It took a long time of fake yeah. friendship and me being so full of myself. So I really do want to be her friend and yeah. I want her needs to be fulfilled. Yeah. And I want those things. Um, we, I just might do it differently. Right. But, but you see, that's the thing around intent is that's the thing people leave out of conflict the most hmm. is intent. And so, and I, and I think about, you know, and I, when I talk about intention, I think about there's a bigger picture, which is maybe to build, build a billion dollar business. There's a immediate intent, which is what do I got to do today right now? And there's, there's a deeper person, the deeper personal um, purpose-based intent. <laughs> And, you know, and I carry with me everywhere I go, my deeper personal intent, which is to honor myself and others. Now, for the first half of my life- I, I hope they carry that. That's not very hard to carry with you. So you just got that. That's you, right? That's who I am. And I, it, I haven't always been that way because I would always leave myself out of that picture. So okay. I put myself in that picture now. Love it. And so I, th so, so I think about if someone were to say to me, hey, I really want to talk about something, I'm there. Because that's my intent. Yeah. It you know, that's my intent. Oh, no, it took me a long time to get there. Yeah. Uh, well, I, right. I just, 
Well, I had a lot of brokenness in our family. And I used to all immediately think that that meant like, I'm about to tell you or I'm going to let you down because right. here's how you let me down. Right. Yep. Right. Right. And you know, and the thing is, is I think in relationships, it's always about, and that's something when I work with a team, when I work with teams, something that is rarely defined is what is the, what is our culture? And I, I do a thing with teams where I have them go through a dialogue process and I have them create what I, I, what I call a, it's a, it's a credo. It's a team credo of how are we going to interact? And I do that. Actually, Lou Holtz was my inspiration to do that as questions because he used to have three questions he would ask his, his football players. And he, this was their credo. And their, the questions were, can I trust you? Are you committed to excellence? And do you care about me? And they checked in with each other before they went out and played to say, hey, can everybody say yes to those questions? And if we can't, then let's have a conversation because we don't want to have crap going on between us when we're going out there to play. And, and that's what I do. I do that with teams frequently and just the process of creating that um, because I think there's real value in engaging the exact team in their own credo. And I've done that with a lot that's of That's awesome. Groups. So that, can yeah. I trust you? Are you committed to excellence? And do you? Do you care about me? Do you care about me? I'll yeah. bet you that last one, just like I forgot it right there, is yeah. rarely communicated. Yeah. Well, now I'm seeing, I've expanded my, I have a credo that I kind of expanded his, which is, I love the first two, which is, is can I trust you? Are you committed to excellence? Now I added, do you care about and respect me? Mm. And I added a fourth thing, which is, do we bring the best out of each other? I was just going to ask you, like, I think that there are great people. And so one of the things we do here at Total Team, yeah. our, one of our companies is, you know, you could be a great person just on the wrong team. Right. And well, so, that's right. Right? Well, you know, you know what? Not everybody belongs together, right? You know, Vinny, and I tell you, when I work with groups, that's something I always tell leadership. You know, as we define, as we define this cult team culture, you may find people will leave. And I think that's a good thing. Oh, and I'll I think tell you something. We, we do everybody a favor, that person yeah. as well as the team. It, it's compassionate to out that out. I, yeah. Now you're like yeah. one of my favorite friends. I'm afraid oh, well, of there you. There we go. Yeah, but I now well, think we're friends. So this well, is awesome. you know, and most of the time when that happens, it seems really obvious. And I, but I did have a team a few years ago where there was some strange things going on on this team. And, I, and as we went through this process, one of what I perceived as one of their high performers decided mm -hmm. to leave. And I was thinking, oh, crap. But you know what? <laughs> Do you know what happened is she left and the whole team rose. We just had this happen in one yeah. of our companies. We had somebody leave who literally didn't really need to be on the team. Yeah. And we're performing way better. I'll tell yeah. you, listen, leaders, listen up. Yeah. Do yeah. not think that the best technical person or the best doer on your team, if they are counterculture and are disruptive, that is going to cost you way more than them being a rock star on your team. So very much evaluate the situation. We've had this happen so many times. You got to hear what Karen just said on that. Repeat, well, Karen. Well, and I'm gonna I'm gonna um, up that level a little bit because it could be someone that seems like they're a disruptor and they're they might not get along. But there's also people that what I call blockers. Mm. And those are people that are high performers, but what they do is they hold other people back. And when they hold other people back, that creates issue. 
And so what, what I find is if you move that blocker or retrain that blocker, it, it, everybody ups their game. All right, Karen, we're nearing the end of our show. This is oh. awesome, by the way. You're well, great. I, so, so if you want to find Karen, you go to Karen at SpiralImpact.com. You check out her website. She's yeah. got some really cool things. All right, how I love to end our show is this. What's, okay. Right now, let's assume the person's not calling you. They're in the middle of it. What's the first thing you'd suggest someone to do right now? Right now? Right now. In terms of if they have a conflict? You, you're, you're the one giving the advice. Yep. Okay. Well, I, I would like everyone that's listening to think about, um, think about a hurricane and where do you exist? Do you exist in the calm eye of the storm or are you out there in those waves and those, those bands of the wind and you recognize that you have more power and less stress if you are in that calm eye of the storm. And that, again, is going back to that spiral idea. And if you're not living in the eye, you're in the, in the bands of the storm. And you may not even realize it. You may not even realize it. So and the first part is realizing where you are in the storm. Right. And then if you want to find out the answer to that, you're going to have to go to Karen at spiralimpact.com <laughs> because we're going to end right there. Hey, Karen, thanks for being on the show today. Oh, this is fun. This is fun, Vinny. Thank you I for really, having uh, me. Thanks for being yeah. on here and look forward yeah. to talking to you. Hey, listen, everybody. You know, it's, if you really want to watch all the excellent brands out there, it's about team. And if you can't master conflict, then you aren't going to master team. And if you can't master team, then your team, your company's probably not destined to do something special. I really encourage you to pay attention to that. All right, Vinny Fisher here, over and out.